Let's get hype. Take three. That was good. All right. That one, that one was yeah, okay. Let's, All right, let's go with that one. We're into the hype cast now. It is Friday afternoon. Nebraska. It's it's not really Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon, I'm going to be watching the Cleveland Indians somewhere. Brian's going to be doing something. I'm going to be at a sports bar with you in Ames, Iowa, I think, watching yeah. the Indians Ashes. I, I, I think that's the plan. So, to be entirely honest, this is pre-recorded. So, if anything happens between whenever this event was recorded and Friday afternoon, we probably aren't going to cover it. I just I want to be honest about this. So, we're now, we're now past all of that. Nebraska, Wisconsin, can you feel the excitement? I can. Night game, Camp Randall. Jumping around, hype. You know what, Paul Christ. <laughs> Paul Christ. Can I be honest? So this is the first time I will ever go to Camp Randall. Never been there, and I have the same sort of enthusiasm for Camp Randall that I did for the Friday night Big Ten game against Illinois. That's the that's the level of excitement that this game has. Wait, that's not right supposed now. to be set on the hype cast. Well, it's it's out there now. <laughs> So you guys have to hype me so up. So you're not hyped? Yeah, you have to hype me up. Oh. I, I think I think the the general atmosphere at Wisconsin generally lives up to the It's pretty good. You've never seen so many people could handle their liquor in one spot. Yeah. I mean there's that. Like if that stadium <laughs> blew like a t- had to take like a field sobriety test, they'd blow like a point one five. The first year, did, did you go there when Nebraska's first Big Ten game against Russell Wilson? Yeah. And it was college game day was there. And, you know, when you walk by tailgates, some, there's like some beer out and stuff like that. This was the hard stuff on every table. Like, it's like the, the hardest stuff you could find. Are you just saying time. it was all jugs with the triple X's? <laughs> yeah, it was just, Is that what it was? It was just like bad news. And when that game ended. The good old boys from the South just delivered all their goods it, to Madison? It sure felt like that. And then like two or three hours after the game when we walked back to the car, you would have thought it was like a war zone. Like something had happened in Madison over the – It was there was just like people laying in the streets and there's trash blowing over them. It was just it was post. It was post-apocalyptic. Like it was – the one thing I will always remember is this female Wisconsin fan who had hailed a cab and a, a very inebriated Wisconsin fan hopped in the cab while she was talking to a friend and tried to speed off. And, you know, she might have been Miss Congeniality from Miss Wisconsin at some point, but the the string of F words that she unleashed at that guy, I don't know that I've ever heard come from one person in my entire life. Were and, you taking notes? Oh, uh, the the three or four media members who were walking with me were just like aghast at, at what they had seen, and it was like two in the morning, so it was like peak Madison. So, so you you guys have been three times in the last eight seasons, is that right? Uh, is that how many? Let's see, seven, seven seasons. This is season seven of the Big so Ten. So there right? was uh, forty eight, seventeen, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, uh, eight. Sorry. Yeah, I, I thought I had that right. Yeah. Stats department was done. Russell there. Wilson game, yeah. Melvin Gordon game, and then the game that was yeah, actually the overtime, a good one. Yeah. So this will be the fourth, yeah. the fourth time. Two remarkable blowouts. There's been weirdness about each of those games mm-hmm. in a way that is different than just about any other Nebraska game that I can recall. Right. Uh, so I, with Nebraska being, as of the recording of this podcast, an 18-point underdog, Biggest spread of any of those contests. B 
biggest probably gap between the perception of the two teams that there's been since this series started with Nebraska joining the Big Ten. Does that provide any bit of intrigue for you? Well, yeah, I they could Nebraska can use that to their benefit. I mean, this is a Nebraska team that's going to go up there, and I don't think Wisconsin fans are going to be that hyped for this game compared to past times Nebraska has visited. And so maybe if you can have a few things go your way early, um, who knows? I mean, Nebraska has had some nightmarish games against Wisconsin. We all know that. But Wisconsin is one of those teams that sometimes when you watch them throughout the season, they'll play down to somebody and they'll, you know, they'll be in some non-con game against some nobody and it'll be like 20 to 16 and late in the third quarter. You'll look up and see that score. So New Mexico. Yeah, they're so they do have that within them to play that kind of game. Wisconsin does. And if Nebraska can have a few things go right early and they haven't lost this team, which I don't think they have yet, the staff, um, who knows? What are those things that need to go right, Brunt? Well, I was going to say they, they kind of almost need the start that they had in the Melvin Gordon game where, uh, you know, if you remember. You're Nebraska, up double digits. Nebraska was up double <laughs> with digits. With the ball. With the ball, was forcing turnovers, um, and, and was, you know, that that's – you need a clean game first off. I think you have to start fast. Like if, if you – if you spot Wisconsin 10 points in this game early, it's going to get out of hand because they're just going to lean on Nebraska. Um, I, I think offensively the big key is, is Adrian Martinez making plays with his legs. They're going to come after him. I think he's got the ability to get outside the pocket, really create issues, and kind of kind of pat Mahomes the whole thing and, and make some plays. The, did that hurt a little bit? It, it did. I, that was as much respect as I'm going to show Pat Mahomes. Uh, a on defense, I mean the the bus. You can't have the bus. Um, you know, if, if you have three bus against Wisconsin, I mean, I, I can see it going really badly just because they have the guys that can that can make you pay. So no bus and uh, a fast start offensively. The linebackers have to play like a nine out of ten game at least, like not you know that kind of game. I mean, they they have to hit their run fits well. Um, Guys like Dedrick Young, who's been kind of criticized, has to he has to have a response in this game where he's just where he's supposed to be. Mo Berry's got to do the same thing. Um, that's the only way you have a chance. If your linebackers are out of sorts, this one will get ugly because Jonathan Taylor will take five-yard runs and make them 50. So Nebraska lost a linebacker this week mm. in Will Honus. So the middle of that defense is – between Young's kind of inconsistency and not having Will Honus, I'm curious, do we see more Colin Miller? I've kind of been waiting for that. And, I mean, now would be the time, you would think. Um, I Colin's had a tough adjustment because he was more of an outside guy and he, he just moved to the inside, you know, a month ago. But this, he's a guy who – he does have a fighting spirit about him when we talk about who are guys that really look like they're fighting out there. He's kind of one of those guys, so I could see his role expanding. What uh, on the offensive side of the ball? What ways can Nebraska actually attack this Wisconsin defense? I mean, we've seen a lot of iterations of Nebraska football, regardless of coaching staff. You've had the mobile quarterback twice. You've had the guy who's supposed to be a better passer. I mean, you've had different things, and they still haven't quite figured out this Wisconsin defense. What about Nebraska's offense with as up and down as it's been this year can they rely on in this game? 
I think they got to get to a point where they run some tempo. Um, you know, I, I think that's one thing that they can kind of do. I mean, you, you want it to look like that first drive against Purdue did where you're getting some chunk plays. You're able to, to really kind of get into your offense a little bit where you're moving guys around um, within the – uh, formation um, causing mismatches. I, I think that's where Nebraska has to to be able to to beat Wisconsin because I, I don't know that the line is going to be able to just stand up and run the ball right at Wisconsin in this one. So I, I think you got to work tempo and use that to your advantage. Yeah, and they they've just got to finish. I mean, this offense has moved the ball yardage wise. They've outgained everybody but Michigan. Yeah, I mean, you've had last week against Purdue, you have almost 600 yards of offense and you still lose by two touchdowns. And why is that? Well, you get down to the 40-yard line and it's like there's this zone they can't penetrate there where it gets to be like, you know, fourth and one, third and one. And I think some of the the schemes, Scott Frost took that on his shoulders this week. He said maybe got to scheme it better on those short yardage downs. But you also got to be able to have your – your linemen just win the day. I mean, you've got to have your seniors on the interior of the line get that block on a third and one, and it hasn't been happening. Do you see any way that Nebraska can win this game without a big day from J.D. Spielman? I think he is probably the closest thing they have to an X factor on their offense, and it's hard for me to envision if he doesn't have a big day, I don't I don't see how they can win this game. I mean, I one, I don't see them winning this game. But if there's a theory in which they do or a blueprint in which they do, to me, J.D. Spillman has to have a monster game. Yeah, he, he's got to be a factor not only on offense but in special teams too. I mean, we've kind of beat, beat that to death, I think, over the – Which, the, I mean, he hasn't been. Right. And not necessarily because of him. It's just – Right. Well, I, I, I think – you need a special, a big special teams play. Somebody has to make it. And I think he's probably the most likely guy to do it, especially I guess since he's handling all of the returning return duties now. But yeah, I mean he's a, he's such a big piece for them, and I, I think he's got to be big. Do you, either of you, expect what version of Alex Hornibrook do you expect on Saturday? I mean that's that's probably the the cleanest way I can ask that question on this family friendly podcast. Well, I mean, he's he's a guy, he's been around, but, you know, if you can get pressure on him, he will make mistakes. And we saw that last year in Lincoln. He'll he'll make some bad throws sometimes. And, you know, he gift-wrapped one for Aaron Williams last season. That was the easiest touchdown on a defense could ever have. Yeah. Um, if Nebraska can get this to be a game where Alex Hornerbrook has to, like, make plays, like, in the second half, and Wisconsin's pressing a bit, they're like, holy crap, we're in a game here. And that's where it gets interesting because, you know, everybody's expecting Wisconsin to blow their Nebraska's doors off. And Wisconsin guys hear that too. And if you're in a spot where it's not happening like that, and then your QB who is kind of hit or miss has to make plays, that could, that could get interesting. So they're going to have to get pressure. The outside backers are going to have to play well. Luke Gifford himself said, I gotta, I'm one of the main blitzers on this team. I got to get home. Guys like that really have to make a play, and and not just a stop, like a turnover. Like Nebraska's got to force two or three turnovers, I think. All right. Well, it is now prediction time on the show. BC, the leader in the clubhouse at two and two, with his strong stance of "I'm never picking Nebraska again until they win a game." Uh, that's I'm going to deviate from that. Not this week, but I, oh, I'd have something in my head. Ooh. Now he's got a blueprint. 
There's a long way to go to Bethune Cookman too. So, Brian, do you want a little extra time to think of a bold prediction so you're not caught off guard? Yeah, I would. By I the would. way, my bold prediction hit last week. You did. Yeah. Brunt's, Brunt's got his correct. Mine hit as well. well we were two bold? for two. Adrian Martinez going over 250 throwing. Well, look at you. Yep. And I went with no turnovers in the first two possessions of the game for Nebraska. I don't know what I said. I was kind of. You didn't really have one. I was one. scrambling. You were you were thrown off by something that we had done now for four weeks. That's a shot. That was a shot. <laughs> right across the bow. <laughs> you going to replace me in the starting no. lineup? No. We no, going to have a new no. depth chart? Nope. We, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. You don't have any eligibility either. So don't look like you're sitting All right. I'm going to go last. All right. Brian calls a shot. He's going last. Brunts, do you want first or second? I will go second. All right. I have Wisconsin 45, Nebraska 14. Ooh. Bold oh, prediction. DiCaprio Boodle, who leads the country in pass breakups, gets his first interception on a wobbly Alex Hornibrook pass <laughs> over the middle. That's very specific. I like it. Well, there's no other kind, right. so, I mean, it's kind of redundant. Well, Miami saw a few okay ones. Yeah, I mean, everybody's a little bit different down in the Orange Bowl. Uh, so, I'm going to say Wisconsin will win this game. I think they're going to win it 35-20. to 20. We got a cover! It's a cover. We uh, got a cover. Stats department, if you could, real quick, look at what the total is for this game. Uh, sure, and I bold prediction. I think that uh, Jonathan Taylor is going to go over two hundred on Nebraska. I don't know how bold that is, but so we have one cover. We have we have Nebraska covering. I have Wisconsin covering. I have a thirty-one point win for Wisconsin. You have a fifteen point win for Wisconsin. Schaefer, big, does Nebraska lead big at Paul, all in your scenario? Uh, no, big Paul Chris guy over there. Chris guy over there. It's the the hat from Walgreens. Always puts him over the top. Yes, Brian. I'll say Wisconsin 41, Nebraska 20. And my bold prediction is that Jerron Woodyard, Woodyard, I believe, is a correct – that's how Trey Walters pronounces it. He's going to uh, make a big play in this game and I think is going to emerge as the kind of third weapon at receiver over the course of the next few weeks. A very bold prediction. Fifty-seven and a half is your current number on as of okay. Wednesday. So Nebraska has gone over that number in every game this year. Yes, and Wisconsin, if you're wondering, has not allowed more than thirty points in a game in nineteen straight games. That's the best in the country, along with Alabama. They didn't go over that number against Troy. I take that back. So they'd be three and one against that number this year. Yes. Well, that you is. Know, you know what else I would tell you? Oh, we got more. Jump around is not the best feature they have going there. The best feature they have is actually their student section when they're blowing people out when they are singing like the oldies, like "Cheer Me Up Buttercup" or whatever. What what's butter? What's the song? Buttercup. Build, build me. Build me up. <laughs> Cheer me up, Buttercup. <laughs> build me up, Buttercup. They do Sweet Caroline too, which I always yeah roll my eyes at. Well, I well, there, there's a chance that. Uh... Sweet Caroline has a different meaning for Michael Brunson in October this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's playoff baseball hype yeah. cast. Yeah, that's a different podcast. Sorry. <laughs> I got him walking mixed up again. Any final thoughts besides Buttercups? Nope. No. Cheer me up, Buttercup, and get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can put it any better than that. Well, be sure to check out our coverage at uh, Husker 24-7 after the game on Saturday, and we should have whatever happens, we're writing about it.